How do you confront fear infused with faith in your decision-making process? In this episode, Nicole Whitty, Master Coach at the Napoleon Hill Institute, shares her riveting journey to success, and she also gives us some secrets on how to get there that have worked for her. Stay tuned for this awesome episode. Welcome to the Courage to Be podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Vasayo. And each week, I will bring you amazing guests so that you can tap into the courage to break out of all patterns and live your soul's purpose. Before we get into this episode, if by the end you enjoyed it, please follow, rate, review, and share the podcast so we can reach more people. Because here's the thing, I'm on a mission to close the gender gap in the podcasting world so that more and more women's voices are heard. If you feel that this is something you value too, then please take action by rating, reviewing, following, and sharing the podcast. We can only do this together. Check out the link in the show notes to see how this is done. And make sure to stay until the end to claim some free gifts I have for you. Welcome back to The Courage to Be, where we have powerful conversations to transform your life and your business And we are continuing the series of Think and Grow Rich from the book of Napoleon Hill. And today we have Nicole Woody with us. Nicole, please welcome. So excited to have you here. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. I'm so grateful to be here, Tanya. So tell me a little bit, Nicole. I just love what this book has done. You know, it's not only the interview of 500, you know, wealthy, successful men of the time, because this book was written over 100 years ago, but it's just made millions of millionaires. And I know you through the Napoleon Hill Institute, but I want to know a little bit of your story of how you encountered Think and Grow Rich and how you became, you know, you learned about the Institute and then you became a coach, then you became a master coach. (laughs) Now you're training coaches all around the world. Like, tell us your story about Think and Grow Rich and your journey. Well, the interesting thing is, is that I had never read Think and Grow Rich before I joined the Napoleon Hill Institute. I had heard of Napoleon, but I did not, I had not read it. And so it was actually through Kiara Sharp. She's the president of the Australian Division for NHI and the spiritual advisor. And I had met her 20 years ago and I had this intuitive moment where I was like, I've, there's something, I've got to do something. I have to change things. I've got to go and do something. And as soon as I thought that I hopped on social media and Kiara popped up saying, I have an opportunity for you. (laughs) and of course I trust my intuition so I contacted her straight away we had a call and she said join the Napoleon Hill Institute and I said yes because I knew that that was the path I just knew that I just knew that I had to jump in because there was no there was no doubting that it was I was being called to it and that's when I started to study think and grow rich from that point on with the Napoleon Hill Institute and it basically changed my whole life, my whole life, every area of my life. Give us some examples of how <laughs> it started changing because people relate with stories and examples, yes. you know, that's well, what we you know, be, because, you know, I had had an issue about technology. I found it frustrating. I didn't realize at the time that it was connected with the grief of my father because my dad was an IT specialist, of course. I didn't realize it was actually in my subconscious that I was rejecting technology because I was rejecting the grief that it triggered in me. 
from it reminding me of my father. And so as soon as I joined with the Napoleon Hill Institute, of course, I've got to get on a Zoom, don't I, and get on a class. And, you know, it was, even that was a big deal for me, just even getting on a Zoom call. I didn't realise how many <laughs> problems I'd created for myself around this, just simply from that issue I created with technology and not liking it. And so as soon as I hop on, one of the coaches is saying, write down your beliefs and your habits and why you've created things to be they are right now. And I realized this is all connected with my father. And I didn't even consciously, I wasn't even consciously aware of it. And within that 24 hours, I had a massive paradigm shift. Everything completely shifted for me with this grief that I'd been holding for 14 years. And uh, yeah, that was my first experience with the Napoleon Hill Institute. First day, big upgrade and real having massive realizations about myself. Paradigm shifts. Talk to us about paradigm shifts. What is a paradigm? And a paradigm shift, I mean, in that context, yes. you can understand that for, for someone that might have not heard this expression before, yeah. how would you explain yeah. it to them? It's an accumulation of beliefs and habits. Our mindset is created by these things and they're called paradigms. So I created the paradigm subconsciously through my beliefs that, you know, everything hurt whenever I looked at a laptop and even when I looked at anything with technology that reminded me of my father. And I had stored that with huge, deep emotions of pain, didn't I? So what I found is that what happens is that so when I was going to use technology, I was feeling the stress, the despair and the pain from the grief, but I didn't know it had been associated with my father. And so by being able to unwrap that through using the wisdom that's taught in the mentoring and coaching program, through the Napoleon Hill Institute that freed that paradigm, I finally realized, wow, I've been guarding myself. And I can use technology, like, you know, my dad taught me. I don't have a problem about using technology, any programs or anything like that. I can e use things easily. I just didn't want to. I, I wanted to avoid all of it. I used to pay other people to do it for me because I didn't want to do it. That is a huge breakthrough though. And <laughs> it requires a big level of awareness to Nicole. And you said that that was just at the beginning when you first started. What other... <laughs> breakthroughs yeah. or moments, you know, just getting to the next level, to the next level, to the next level. Like, were there any other awarenesses? And I appreciate you sharing yeah. vulnerably about that because that's not easy to realize the loss of your father and associating it with technology. I mean, to me, as you're saying it, I'm like, wow, that is a huge breakthrough to have. But I'm yeah. curious, what other things started emerging for you that you became aware and you're like, oh, I need to change this <laughs> way of operating. Yeah, I'm going to change, change this, change this, change this, and change this. <laughs> That's what happened. I found as soon as I started uh, reading Think and Grow Rich, every sentence had a vibrational impact on me. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, I've got that thought. Because so, I'm very honest with myself. I'm very aware of what I'm thinking. And so I just thought to myself, well, while I'm reading this book, this is going to take me a while <laughs> because Napoleon jam-packs the whole book with so much truth and it's aligned with the laws of nature and it uproots whatever's not true, whatever's not a, a true program within you. And when that gets uprooted, you transform it and then you have a deeper understanding of life and yourself each time so 
yeah, the next levels were through myself with my own personal growth and not wanting to be seen. I was in a state of hiding. I didn't want to be around people in the context of exposing myself, being in the position of even being evaluated as something, you know, I just, even being celebrated was uncomfortable. That was the next thing because I won the competition that Cleona, the CEO of Napoleon Hill Institute, set for us all with selling programs. And so, yeah, promoted to master coach within two of joining because I was applying the principles and getting the results. And yeah, there was this big announcement and wanting to celebrate me and I just wanted to run. And so that I'm like, okay, this is the next one. This is <laughs> this is the next upgrade, you know. I had to get over myself. I call it my get over myself chapters, but yeah, thinking grow rich and studying with the Napoleon Hill Institute has definitely been bringing every single thing up that I've ever done that has been limiting me. And it's, I've had to move out of multiple comfort zones and I'm grateful for Kiara Sharp, you know, my coach through the Napoleon Hill Institute, you know, my mentor and who brought me in because you know, in those moments, you know, when I just, I did, I truly wanted to run. I was like ready just to like go. <laughs> There's, you know, and I started to think of all the excuses. Like most people, I was creating exit doors real quick. And I was like, oh my goodness, like, look at me. Just like, I'm preparing myself to run just simply because people are trying to celebrate me. How did you so- deal with it then? Yeah, I, that's a big I, thing. I really <laughs> want to focus on that, Nicole, because I think you're not alone. I think many women, we've been taught, you know, like not to brag too much, you know, like keep yeah. it down. And so how did you end up approaching this? Because you should be celebrated. And But I can also see that, oh, I don't want to deal with that. I've deflected yeah. it many times too. So that's why I'm so curious to hear about this. It was super uncomfortable and I felt really vulnerable. I felt exposed. I felt like, you know, so many people were going to focus on me. I didn't want the focus on me. And, you know, I, and like you said, so many people deal with this, but I just realized it was suppression. You know, I had been taught from a young age with you know everyone's got different reasons why they feel this way but for me it was a lot of suppression with my oldest sister I had to look at you know why am I doing this and I realized that you know every time I tried to do anything that felt good or I was enjoying things I just used to enjoy things I wasn't trying to do anything to anyone else I was just enjoying things that I like to do and whenever I would my sister would make snide remarks of putting me down and throughout my whole childhood, actually. And she used to say, oh, you love yourself. Like it's a bad thing. And that's why I tell people to have value for yourself and love yourself because it's the worst thing you can say to someone that you shouldn't love yourself. And, you know, she it just said a lot of stuff to me right from the time I was young. I, I call it through my one digits until I was around 10 or so. And I just used to accept her as she is and, you know, all those things. But, yeah, she, that influence just from in my family and it just made me feel like I wasn't allowed to love myself. I wasn't allowed to embrace or celebrate myself without apparently being a negative thing. That would mean that I would receive judgment or people would 
throw opinions at me that would be hurtful. And incredible their realizations with these things, you know, as they're <laughs> pulling up the veils basically at yeah. that time, seeing that that is yeah. amazing. Again, once again, your level of awareness. And I think it's when you do this kind of work and you've been doing the work for a long time, you know, with your healing center and you have the modalities and you have all the things so for anyone that's listening, like, oh, well, I'm already pretty evolved or aware or whatever, which I don't think most people that are listening to this podcast are like that. I think it's more they're open-minded to like, and what else, yeah. how else can I learn? You know, so I want to yeah. reflect that back to you, Nicole, that even though you were very advanced, you know, with your own consciousness, you've been doing the work, you were open to something new, like learning about Napoleon Hill and this material and this work. And not only were you open, but you got great benefits from it. So kudos to you for going down that path. Tell me about your favorite chapters in the book of Think and Grow Rich. What would be like your top two or three principles that you like and why? Well, the decision is number one, because without decision, nothing happens. If you don't decide, there's not that firm seed that's planted in the quantum field in infinite intelligence to grab and to evolve with faith. And of course, in action after the decision is really important as well. But when we're making decisions as well, making that foundation based for the greater good of all and having that intent of giving. And I love that about the Napoleon Hill Institute teachings. Napoleon's teachings are so inclusive of everyone. No one's on the outside of it. It's inclusive. And that's what I love about this is when you're making a firm decision you're creating a foundational energy that is grounded in consciousness and then you're allowing through the action of applied so that faith is my other favorite chapter as well so it's applying a couple of the principles together so decision then acting with faith and then of course you know persistence you've got to keep on going you've got to keep on going you've got to keep on going with it and not giving up, you know. They're the foundation of a lot of the things that I do. Positive mental attitude, I love that because, you know, as soon as you're having those thoughts coming in that, again, are not true, they're not your true self, you might be thinking, you know, I feel unworthy, I feel like I'm not good enough, you know, you may be having self-doubt. That's what these principles have taught me is that when I'm not being true to myself and I'm not making decisions that are aligned, with truth and for the greater good of all, that's why I'll experience self-doubt. That's why I'll experience the illusions of lack of worth because I'm not aligned with the principles. That's what these, these teachings have done for me. They've shown me what's true and how when we're applying the laws of nature, things flow a lot easier. And even our mental state, our mental health and clarity that we have is so precise once we're applying these principles. And of course, without decision, there's procrastination and you're just treading water, aren't you? You know, without faith, you're in fear. You know, how many people, and they talk about this at the Napoleon Hill, and I think it was Andrew Carnegie that was talking to Napoleon about how many people have passed over and all of their dreams have died with them, you know, and that's what this work does is, and applying these principles is it helps people to evolve out of everything that they're truly not to embrace what they are to give 
their gift of what they are to the world. And that's what the principles have done for me. How you're describing it, Nicole. Let's take a pause because I want to go deeper into faith versus fear and how that shows up for people. So let's just take a, a little break right here. I want to invite you to something amazing. These past days at the Napoleon Hill Institute, we've been hosting the Think and Grow Rich with Peace of Mind event, which is based off of the last book that Napoleon Hill wrote. During this event, we've learned so many amazing things like why you're not getting the results you want, our three planes of being, our six higher intellectual faculties that need to be exercised daily, and what creates your body manifestations. Make sure to join us live or catch the replays because it will be life transforming. And if you happen to listen to this podcast past the dates, then just go to the show notes and download the free PDF book of Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. You'll have an entry point into this fascinating world that will get you closer to achieving your dreams and goals. The Think and Grow Rich with Peace of Mind event is happening daily at 12 p.m. Eastern from February 27th to March 1st. If you'd like to get access and extra support by me personally, all you have to do is get registered with the link in the show notes so that you can listen to the recordings. And just remember to not procrastinate because these are only available for a limited time. I'll see you there. Take care. We're back and I wanted to go over, we were talking, we were discussing, you know, decision-making faith, you know, persistence, positive mental attitude. I mean, we could go deep. We could have like hours of podcasting here. Yes, hours and hours. Because I just, I love this subject and it's so fascinating. But you mentioned before fear and faith. I see this is one of the most common things that, because when you're in fear, There's lack of faith. Both of them can't exist at the same time. Okay, we know that. But then there's also fear when we're about to make decisions. And so it could take us into the wrong decisions too. So how can you give us an example? Again, going back to stories, examples of where you've had to make a decision, but you were so scared about it and you tuned in or what did you do to hold on to faith versus fear? Um, Okay. It's the response has to be a response of wisdom. I don't stay in those states very long. If they come up, I move myself pretty quickly. There's no mucking around with that. (laughs) I'm very disciplined, self-disciplined. There you go. Another principle. So there's, you know, as soon as that comes in, I deal with it straight away. I calm myself. You know, I do breathing techniques. I get myself in alignment. Uh, that's the first thing. I, I don't muck around with that. If there's any form of fear come in about anything, I align myself. And I take back control of my own mind. And I go, no, no, no. I create my life, no one else. So if I want what I want, I'm going to start writing what I want. And I'm going to start auto-suggesting and using the principle of auto-suggestion and writing out the story of what I want it to be. And that's as simple as that. And I'm going to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it, emotionalize it as we're taught at the Napoleon Hill Institute and Napoleon teaches us to use repetition. And so to say a fear comes into my mind of, you know, I don't feel, or, you know, emotion, I don't feel safe and I feel afraid of things. And I haven't done it before. I'm going out of a comfort zone. So the only thing that I'm going to be repeating right from that moment is that I am safe. Universal intelligence guides me for my highest good and the greater good of all. And 
all I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be laser focused. Where you focus your attention, your thinking and your energy is so important. And it takes practice like everything, but you've got to catch yourself out as soon as those fears come in. And then you build up the faith in yourself through taking back possession of your own mind as Napoleon teaches. And he teaches that in the definiteness of purpose. You've got to take possession of your own mind. If you don't do that, then you're influenced by everything around you. You start asking other people that don't know and then you get misled by them, you know, and then you don't feel empowered to make your own decisions and then you don't trust yourself and you have less faith. So you need to be able to, you know, pull yourself back and go, I can do this. I can make great decisions for myself that are going to be abundant and prosperous and benefit everyone. You've got to say it to yourself, write it out and apply fact with faith. Faith is everything. It's as we know at the Napoleon Hill Institute, it's the magic elixir that connects your desires to consciousness. But And this is great, Nicole, but what happens? Okay, you've done the work. You, yeah. I see, you know, going back, you can snap out it faster. You know, we are humans. We get into that space of, I'm still very scared because of the decision that I have in front of me. I don't know. Maybe it's, I have to sell my home or I am in debt or whatever the story is that you're telling yourself. How do we write down, you know, what we're feeling and what we want to override it or not do it right at that moment because our emotions are not in a positive state. They're in a negative state, you know, of fear. How do we transition from one? Exactly. If someone's in fear, their awareness is going to be at the back of their brain. So you know, there's no, you know, the awareness is not in the prefrontal cortex to be able to even rationalize, you know, it depends on the level of fear that people are in, you know, some people may need further assistance with that, they may, you know, and need support as well, ask for support, ask for people that you can trust to support you while you're getting yourself right, but obviously there's subconscious memories there, like I was saying to you, you know, in a previous, you know, interview, we we're talking about catalysts. You know, there's lots of things around us that are going to trigger subconscious things within us and behavior, beliefs, and, you know, different things that we're going to be dealing with. So, you know, that comes through as a launching pad. And that's what people need to see it as. You know, you need to be able to make decision. That I'm not going to stay here. I'm not going to stay in this place. I'm going to do something to find a way out. I'm going to find someone that can help me. I'm going to find someone that knows how to do the next step because I don't. That's the power of decision. That's why I love decision so much because you're deciding in every moment with every single thing that happens. So just say, okay, I'm in debt. Just say, I'm in debt. Okay, well, I'm deciding that I'm not going to stay in debt. And I'm going to find a way. And even though I don't know yet, that's where you're going to be using faith. That's the link. And you just mentioned it there because I feel, don't you, the majority of humans, we tend to not want to make a decision unless we know the how, unless we know, unless we have certainty, unless we know what the outcome is going to be. And so we get paralyzed because we get so stuck on the how versus saying, you know what, let me trust, let me have faith, 
forget about the how that's not for me to figure out at this moment i understand where people are coming from with that because i used to think the same thing but what i actually found is that i kept on surrendering i did breathing techniques everyone has their own version of what they do but i decided i was going to let it go <laughs> as easy as that you just decide no no like not that. as easy as that okay. sometimes okay. it takes time you know it does okay. like we're you know, I'm not going to pretend that, you know, I, I just decide and things miraculously shift, you know, like for myself as well. I've got to do work on myself too. You feel the emotions, you feel the stress, and you feel the overwhelm. And because I, I don't like that kind of reality, they are launching pads for me to go, I'm making a decision. I'm going to find a way. And then from that point, what we realize, the more we do it, is that when you don't know, that means that you are open to all possibilities. You can create whatever you like. That's the gold within it. And it's from decision. It's from deciding that you're going to find out how that you do. And it's from deciding that you're going to find a person that can help you that you do. And then you learn again and you learn again. I think it's about being open to learning and being able to allow ourselves to find out as we go. It's okay if we don't know because we'll find out how, and that's the faith, that's the belief that we have, is that we will find a way. And often when you believe that and you have faith and you decide it, you're going to. That's great. Thank you for that, Nicole. And thanks for your honesty and vulnerability with that too, because someone else might be listening and thinking, well, she's got it all figured out. She's already done the work. I, you know, She doesn't <laughs> no, have stresses. No. She doesn't have fear. <laughs> she doesn't have... She's not human. She doesn't have any of these things. No. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you sharing that because it's important for everyone to understand that we just have different levels of this. And the, the more you practice confronting that fear and trusting and having that faith, the easier it starts getting, you know? So thank you. Thank you. It's um, powerful. This is what Napoleon offers everyone. He offers us this insight to study ourselves and like you said, I wouldn't pretend that I'm perfect. I've definitely, you know, felt like I'm thinking, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> but then that's when I make a decision. <laughs> you got to make a firm decision. I love it. And let's talk a little bit about positive mental attitude that you were commenting before. So when you've had, and you've told us several stories, whether it was on this episode or in the other one, you've talked about, you know, hard things, like when you had to get on Zoom and you were realizing that technology, you know, was reminding you of your dad and you're like, no, you know, like it's bringing up a lot of stuff. How do you spin that around and say, okay, let's tackle this with a positive mental attitude, you know, or. You know what? At those moments you feel like you're breaking. And I've always found that it's like a space within your heart where your heart's opening and you haven't wanted it to open because the pain is too much, you know, and being, it's so easy to avoid and distract ourselves. I think that's what I was doing for a lot of those years. I was avoiding and distracting myself by helping everyone else and healing everyone else because I was in pain. So I helped a lot of people, but I obviously was avoiding myself. You know, a lot of the times we've got to look at how we're coping with things and being honest with ourselves. And, you know, there's nothing that compares to those moments. And I have the utmost compassion for everyone that goes through it because when you feel like you're breaking, you are, you are breaking, but it's basically 
what I see for myself from coming out the other side of it is that by using these principles and, you know, skills that I've learned over the years is that you can transform it, you can change it. And it's from those moments of adversity that Napoleon talks about that you find your seed of success that ends up being a gift and benefit to everyone around you. And so from my greatest pain, I've found ways to turn that into something that's going to benefit everyone. There's always a gift in it. And that's what I remind myself of. Obviously, at the time, I'm not there. No one is. You know, we do our coping mechanisms. We just try to survive in the beginning. That's the truth. And then when we go, okay, I've got to find a way. I've got to change things. I'm done with this. Again, it's a decision. It's a decision. And the positive mental attitude starts to be something that you develop for yourself. So it doesn't mean that you feel great. I think that that's the illusion that a lot of people have is that you feel great with these things. But what you're actually doing is you're using the positive mental attitude to create the next chapter. It's how you write the next part with that positive frequency and being able to take your mind into that space where it's like anything is possible. If I'm deciding this and now I'm applying my positive mental attitude to this as well and I'm seeing things as as opportunities instead of challenges, I don't call things challenges anymore. I used to, you know, but now it's, through yeah positive mental attitude applying principles is that thing of everything is an opportunity even my adversity is an opportunity and it's up to me to find what that opportunity is and how I can find the benefit in it not just for myself but for other people and that's what the power of positive mental attitude gives me because you know you're the one that creates it all you're the one that decides it so yeah you go through the hard stuff you usually have enough You know, you have enough of suffering, you have enough of struggling and go, stuff this, I'm not doing this anymore. (laughs) You know, I'm going to find a way. What has helped you with that then, Nicole, with the positive mental attitude when you've had a tough moment like this? Like what words do you speak to yourself or what thoughts are you having to yourself? Does it go back to decision-making? Do you just like back to decisions but it's also self-discipline you know like years ago when I was you know first starting out with my business and I used to get anxiety and you know experience self-doubt and all that kind of stuff you know everyone's human Uh, I, I never ever pretend that I was perfect with any of it because that's just not realistic but so as a result I have complete trust and faith in all that I am and so I'd go for walks and that's all I'd say to myself I had it printed out throughout my whole house I used to just say it all the time throughout. If I was vacuuming, I'd be saying it. If I was waiting in line to get my groceries, I I was saying it. I was just repeating it all the time. I trust and have faith in all that I am and, you know, and my abilities to do what I need to do. And so as soon as I'd have a negative thought or something that was going to limit me, I would turn it into the opposite. So, you know, to say if I'm I'm feeling uh, like poor me, you know, or, you know, like a victim is I was there like many people years ago as well. And so, you know, I had to actually start repeating to myself, I am empowered. I'm empowered to make my own decisions. I'm empowered to make, to create the life that I want. I'm empowered to have an abundance of love and support in my life and that I deserve it. And I'm valued. I'm a valuable asset to this world and to other people in my relationships and to businesses that I may work for 
or whatever I'm doing. I have value for myself, you know. All these things all together, it's not just one thing, it's multiple things, isn't it, you know. And work in progress. It's always, it's this constant doing yeah. it, you know, and being in it. This has been fantastic, Nicole. Thank you so much. Where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Everyone can find me on Facebook at the Elysian Sanctuary Holistic Center for Peace and Wellbeing and at the Napoleon Hill Institute. And we all know we've got huge opportunities for programs at the Napoleon Hill Institute at the moment with the mentoring and coaching, the Think and Grow Rich mentoring and coaching that's highly recommended the best coaches in the world are facilitating that program and it's going to be life-changing for everyone it's nine months so contact tanya or myself if you would like to join that and then we've got the business coaching programs as well we've got the study and grow rich programs as well grow rich with peace of mind there's so much on offer at the napoleon hill institute so don't hesitate to reach out to us there and we'll get you going with whatever will assist you for your vision for your life. Yes. And go back, listen to other episodes that we've had on the series of Think and Grow Rich. You'll be fascinated with everyone's stories. Nicole, this has been amazing. One last thing before we wrap up, which principle should people focus on as they're leaving us? What's coming to you? Because I know all the principles we could use, but what <laughs> principle should people focus on from the book of Think and Grow Rich? Burning desire, the desire chapter. I feel like that there's a lot of keys with Ed Edwin C. Barnes and Thomas Edison, the story there. Read it over and over again. That chapter is phenomenal and you'll get so much out of it because it gives you every single principle in one chapter, really, doesn't it, with that story. And so I would suggest for everyone to read Desire and to focus on their passion, what gives them that absolute joy of lighting up where you feel like you just have to get out there and do it. And yeah, and go from that point, go from that point and start where you are. Let anything stop you. Start where you are and go for it. Thank you so much, Nicole. This has been great. Thanks for your time. Thank you, darling. Thank you, everyone. I am so grateful that you joined me today. If you enjoyed it, there's one thing I'd like you to do. Click on the follow button so you don't miss a single episode. Leave me a rating and a review, and please share. As my way to thank you, email us a screen grab of your review at the email in the show notes, and we will send you a free Crafting Your Future guided visualization, which is so simple to do with outstanding results. It will empower you and give you the confidence to attract and create the life you've always desired. See you in our next episode.